Jazz Heads Radio, brought to you in conjunction with Wakefield Jazz, a lovely little jazz club in Yorkshire. Hello, and welcome to episode 23 of Jazz Heads. I'm Ben Gilbert, and I'll be taking over the reins here for a while. For this episode, I got a chance to chat with bass player, composer, and band leader Alison Rayner ahead of her quintet, Arcs, performance of the Wakefield Jazz Club. It was great to talk about some of Alison's long-running projects, such as Blow the Fuse and Tomorrow the Moon, as well as hear a selection of tracks. I hope you enjoy listening. So thank you for coming for Wakefield tonight. It's a okay. pleasure to meet you. I'm yes. really looking forward to hearing you play in a little while as well. Um, you've been before? Yes, I think um, I played at Wakefield on a number of occasions, but twice with Ark, and this is the third time playing here with Ark. Um, but I've also played here different times with Deirdre Cartwright's band. I've played here with... Oh, no, now I've gone blank, but I've played with other I've played with quite a few people here. Sure. No, love it. I think it's a great club, and it's fantastic. They've kept it going all these years, mm. and they've got a loyal, you know, group of supporters who turn up, and it's, the whole thing's really nice. Lovely. Great. Thank you. Um, <clears throat> so tonight you're obviously sort of as part of the tour to do with your short stories album, which... Mm can't really call it new anymore because it was 2019 <laughs> but I guess it's is, it, is there anything you'd like to sort of tell us about sort of the, the um, processes you went through for that album where does the title come from well or? yes there's a kind of theme the theme to the album really is um, people having short stories i.e. having short lives and I had to, what kind of sort of got it sort of preempted it all was we had two family members who died very young um, a year apart my niece and my my older sister's daughter and my older sister's grandson. Um, so that was it, and also the year before that, and they, were, they all took their own lives, these two people took their own lives. And prior to that, the year prior, a very close friend and neighbour lost her son the same way. So we had three with each year, 2016, 17, 18, there was a suicide of a young person. Mm. So that was, um, yes, it was a big deal. Yeah. And that sort of formed the... The, uh, the theme for the, for the album. Um, when we, we recorded the album in 2019 and around the spring, and it was released in the autumn, and we, were, we started on the tour. first part of the tour is in the autumn, and that was just growing great. We're getting great reviews. I actually managed to get quite a lot of very nice interviews. We played on Woman's Hour... Um, we did some live stuff and I was on, I did a, 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 one of the J to Z, I had a feature on that. You know, really, and a nice interview on Jazz FM, all sorts of nice stuff. It was all really building up. And then we had the album launch in February of 2020 um, at the Pizza Express in Dean Street. And then we had a whole string of dates coming up. And then the lockdown happened and it all got shelved. Mm. So uh, this is now the resumption of that tour, but 18 months later. So it's very strange because we're selling... As you said, what is our new album? But it was released two years ago, so it feels very odd. But anyway, it's lovely. Have you got um, anything else in the pipeline? Anything I think we'll get version? through this tour because this tour, well, this tour kind of finishes the end of this year. We do have um, we've got quite a few dates set up next year, and I think we're going to try and get back to some more writing and with the obviously with a view to a new album, perhaps next year or later next year. One of your early uh, sort of projects, I suppose, is the blow, blow the fuse. Can we call it a club night? Or yeah, it, it is a club night as well as other things. Um, Deirdre, the guitarist, Deirdre Cartwright, and I played in a group called the Guest Stars in the 1980s, 
And when that ended, which was about 1988, 89, um, we'd been away touring for quite a number of years. And you kind of think, oh, we'll be really busy, there'll be lots of stuff to do. But no, in fact, there wasn't, because when you've been away, nobody thinks about you anymore, you know. So, and I saw Mike Stern playing in New York at the 55 Bar, and he was somebody with a, a very high profile here who would play concert halls, and yet at his hometown he played a little, a little club gig. And I came back and told Deirdre about it. She said, oh, that's what we should do. We should start a club night. So that's how it started, with a club night. Um, so that was 1989, so it's been running for a very long time. But subsequently we, we made a record label. We've released about 40 or 13 or 14 albums on our record label. And we've also promoted bigger projects. And Blow the Fuse really is a kind of umbrella for Deirdre and I and projects that we're involved with. And it reaches out to other groups as well. Mm. So, and we've um, promoted tours, um, including our own bands, all sorts of things, really. Mm. And tomorrow, tomorrow the moon is one of the tomorrow one of the things the that moon, comes up in your yeah. winter. Oh. Um, yes. Yeah, so, blow the fuse celebrated twenty years in twenty nineteen, and we had a really big um, gig at the King's Place for the London Jazz Festival, which was great. Um, tomorrow the moon is one of the projects we started about five years ago. Um, we've run season of gigs and the whole idea was to because we're all getting older and we wanted to have something where we brought in other younger women-led projects they're never supposed to be women only but women-led so composers or you know band leaders arrangers and pairing up a younger band with a an older uh, right. women-led project mm -hmm. so of course we when we started we didn't really know a lot of the younger musicians but we have lots of friends who teach in the conservatoires the music colleges so I kind of got in touch with them and we so we've been able to put on oh, all sorts of stuff and I mean we put people that we put on early on people like Yaz Ahmed, Laura Jurd, um, um, Nubaya, Garcia mm. and, um, oh, all sorts of That's people fantastic. yeah really yeah. nice so they did early gigs <clears throat> Camilla Camilla George, mm. all sorts of people, mm -hmm. did uh, you know an early gig. They may have, may or may not have actually played at the Vortex. We, they're often put on at the Vortex. We use, we're in Stoke Newington, so we mm. things like that. So yeah, that's been fantastic, and it's been great because we, it, it, what it does is it, it brings a different generation. You know, makes you aware of what the other generation is doing, and also brings audiences together. So mm. it's been really um, vitally important for the really future of jazz. Yeah, yeah, that's right. right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you asked about a, a, a track that had been something that got me interested, early interested in jazz. Yes. And I think, well, the one thing that came to mind straight away was Jacob Pistorius. I started playing bass, bass guitar, uh, in the mm, mid-70s, so 75, 76. And just around that time, Jacob Pistorius, I, I first read about Jacob Pistorius and Melody Maker, which at that point was a really influential paper, and it had a jazz section in it. I wasn't actually into jazz, but I read this, in, this, this piece about how he was the most amazing bass guitarist mm. and he'd released a solo album. As it turned out that year, he, he released his solo album, he joined Weather Report, he, did a reco he recorded Bright Size Life with Pat Metheny, and he recorded, I don't think it might have been Hajira with Joni Mitchell. I'd never heard anything like it. I bought the, the album in the, in the record shop near where I lived on the day it came out and I took it home and I put it on my record player and I just kind of sat there going, 
my God, I've been playing bass for about a month and a half or something. And I thought, oh my God, this is something else. And on that album, I think it's just called Jack Up the Stories. I don't think it's got a title. It's 1976. And one of the uh, tracks he did, it's a whole mixture of stuff. Some of it was quite solely. Um, one of the favorite, one of my favorite tracks is Portrait of Tracy, which is absolutely beautiful and full of harmonics. But, and that was one of his own compositions. But I think the piece that really kind of got me into looking into jazz and going back and hearing where stuff came from was Donna Lee. And when I first heard it, I couldn't work out quite how it worked because I assumed that the tune came in on the first beat of the bar. And because it was congas accompanying and nobody's actually marking out the chords, I couldn't quite figure it out. For ages, I thought that Donna Lee started on the first bit. Well, no. diddly dee diddly dee diddly, diddly, yeah. like that. And then I realised... Eventually, but of course it's on the third beat of the bar, and it shifts it completely. And when you know that, it suddenly becomes something different. But anyway, the amazing thing was for me, learning a bit about Charlie Parker, and then also when I listened more to people like Pat Metheny later, all these people were talking about people who'd come before, and that sent me back. I think it happens to a lot of musicians. Mm. Get interested in jazz through something that feels contemporary. You end up going backwards and, and, and learning about what came before and what influenced them. which is a, an underrated artist uh, I, thought, I thought Mary Lou Williams um, 
she, well, she was, she was a wonderful piano player. She was a composer, an arranger, an educator. Um, uh, she worked, I mean, she did masses of work with Duke Ellington, Benny mm. Goodman, all kinds of people. Um, she, she put a lot of work mm. into teaching and inspiring people. And apparently she was a huge influence on John Coltrane and yeah. Thelonious Monk and Tad Dameron, mm. Dizzy Gillespie. It's just sort of That's unbelievable. Amazing. Yeah. I think they used to go around her house and hang out. And, and you know, her name is not nearly as recognised as they are. And she, mm. she championed, she also championed some other women. Um, guitarist Mary Osborne was another person. Okay. So she was sort of just brilliant, really, in mm. so many ways. Um, I have a friend... Um, Another musician who I've worked with, I'm going to be working with again soon, a pianist called Jinju Yu. She lives in New York. She's Korean, but she lives in New York. And she's a complete fan, Mary Lou Williams. And she has that, she's got that style. And it's just beautiful, the way she plays. Anyway, I couldn't really pick a track, but the album Zodiac Suite, which I think is 1945, is just wonderful. which is one from one of your peers. Yes. I found this terribly difficult. I was <laughs> oh, I don't know. There are a lot of musicians, when I say my peers, I suppose broadly in my age range, I'm not thinking of the younger generation particularly, 
<clears throat> a lot of them are younger than me, actually. I mean, I love, I absolutely love Nikki Isles playing, her writing, just her, her whole absolutely, approach to everything. Yeah, I think agree. Zoe Rahman is absolutely wonderful, both of them. Really inspirational, and they both do loads of educational work, and they're utterly inspiring and wonderful. Full of music and generosity, both, they're I think. Lovely people. Yes. Absolutely lovely generosity people. Generosity of spirit, yeah. and actually very modest, mm. both of them. Yeah. Um, for, for actual tracks, I thought, well, I have to, I feel like I must mention I've got two, two, I mean, two women in my band. It didn't have to be women, by the way. It just happened that quite a lot mm. of these people are. But the two women in my band, Diane McLaughlin and Deirdre Cartwright, who um, are both band leaders, composers, um, have led great projects. Um, I've been lucky enough to play in a lot of them. Diane um, led an absolutely amazing jazz orchestra in the 90s called Giant Steps, which was 18-piece, and wrote the most beautiful music for it. And we did... It, the band only ex- existed for about 18 months, I think, or maybe two years. Um, she had great players in it. And we did a couple of London jazz festivals and some really great gigs, and she made an album with it. And funnily enough, Caroline Bowden played drums in it, as it happens. But she's got a band, um, a quartet, a kind of... Um, it's a kind of chamber group, in a way. It's, it's kind of jazz and folk, really. Okay. Um, very beautiful, called The Casimir Connection. And she uh, recorded an album, I think it was last year or the year before, um, and a, well, she's written a lot of wonderful tunes. The Nurture of Nature is a very beautiful tune. Thank you. 
Asked me for one, and I'm kind of giving you two, so that'd be your <laughs> problem. Um, Deirdre's band, Deirdre Cartwright, um, I've played in pretty much all of her bands, uh, most of her projects. I think one of the albums I particularly like is it was an album that was sort of record, recorded by accident, which sometimes the best things are. On that album, it was a great album, and it was sort of a lot of it, it was sort of recorded in a slightly ramshackle fashion at the Vortex. I think at one point, the bass mic went off and I think I was picked up by something on the drums or something. But anyway, <laughs> it's a great album. It's got lots of feel and grooves, really mm. wonderful. And she did a couple of versions almost of kind of older sort of pop tunes. She did a version of Wuthering Heights that she'd rearranged, which is interesting. But the one I really love is Smells Like Jazz. And Smells Like Jazz was really loosely, well, more than loosely based on Smells Like Teen Spirit. So it's her kind of take, instrumental version of sort of te- smells like teen spirit but isn't it smells like jazz and i really love that thank you so much oh, you're very welcome thank um, you and we're really looking forward to hearing your hearing your band play tonight thank can't you. wait thank uh, you very much. enjoy it hope it goes really well Cheers. thank you for coming from wakefield and thank you for taking well. the time to talk to us no well. thank you ben thanks very much
massive thanks to Alison Rayner for taking the time to chat with me. For more about ARC and her other work, please visit alisonrayner.com or you can follow her on Twitter at Alison underscore Rayner or find her on Facebook and Instagram. The tracks you've been listening to were Donna Lee from the 1976 album Jacko Pistorius, Virgo by Mary Lou Williams from her 1945 album The Zodiac Suite, The Nurture of Nature by The Casimir Connection from the album Cause and Effect, and lastly, Smells Like Jazz by the Deirdre Cartwright Group's 2014 album Tune Up, Turn On, Stretch Out. All tracks are available to buy or stream from an abundance of different places. Make sure you search Wakefield Jazz on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram and subscribe for gig listings and updates. And I'll be back soon with another Jazz Heads episode. Thanks for listening. Mm-hmm.